You're listening to the Centre Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message recorded live from our Burgess Hill campus. All right. So I just um, wanted to quickly mention, uh, you know, last week Hannah had shared about Daniel and taking risks. And I'm not going to go into her message because, you know, I was just so encouraged last week by her message of just being a people that take risks. And, um, you know, I think a lot of us have heard stories of Daniel and and, uh, but it's so great when we just always go to the word, um, and just, and just go to, not with like, oh, I already know what this is all about, but go to it with just an openness of like, God, what, what do you want to say to me this week? And, and what do you want to say through your word, um, this day, so to speak? And, uh, I was just encouraged, just, you know, Hannah, just a, a young lady, and just the amazing thing that she's doing here at the church, um, just with the youth and the kids, and then just getting up here and just sharing God's word. And just, um, you know, I think, man, when I was a kid, I wish I had Hannah as my youth pastor, right? Just just a great young lady. And, and so I just wanted to say that she talked about taking risks and and um, and just encouraged us to do the same, to be to just take those steps of faith that God's called us to take. And so... Um, I hope that you didn't forget that word. And if you did, or if you weren't here, remember, you can always go to our Center Church website and click on the podcasts and, you know, catch up on anything that you've missed out on. Okay, so it's uh, it's always there. Chris does an uh, amazing job of just like doing our flyers and making sure things are on the website and they're up to date. And, and uh, we do truly have a great team just kind of making all this stuff happen every week. And so we are truly a blessed church, I believe. And uh, yeah, so I will um, get going on what God's put on my heart this morning. And uh, I guess, I guess, basically, this this past week, uh, I guess it all started when Tyler um, last a few Tuesdays ago during our prayer evening here at the church, uh, God put something on Tyler's heart, and and so we. Um, so last week we were just talking about that a little bit more, and he just said, "I really believe that we're to be contending for breakthrough," and and that kind of stemmed out of obviously um, what he felt the Lord put on his heart regarding this 21 day Daniel fast, and um, and so that's what we're going to be talking about. And to, um, Chris, as I already mentioned, had made up a Daniel fast flyer, so they are at the back on your way out. Uh, maybe you were handed one this morning when you came in. Yes, you were. And so just please take that and give that a read through. Basically, it, it explains what a uh, Daniel fast looks like. And, and ultimately, we are encouraging the church to, to kind of get on board with this so that we're not just, there's not just a few individuals, but as a church, as one force united, we are moving forward in the things that God has for us. And so I won't say too much more about that. But um, if you want to read it in the scriptures, it's Daniel 10, 2, and 3, I believe. There's some information there for you as well. And so, um, yeah, so check that out. So basically, we're doing a church-wide fast, and we want everybody to be a part of it. We're not forcing you, but we are encouraging you. And so um, I know in my own life, I've done a Daniel fast before, and it is stretching. It is, it's not easy. But I know that the fruit of it is always is always good, and so just to encourage you with that. Um, we believe that God has not called us to 
to settle, right? To, to settle with where we're at. But he's called us to, to step it up, I believe. He's called us to keep moving forward. And uh, he's, he's called us to contend for even greater things to happen. And you know, I've, I've shared before with, with individuals, it's like, if we're not moving forward, we're slowly moving backwards. And it's that fine line of, of just staying in tune with what the Spirit of God is doing and what the Spirit of God is saying. And, and we really want to be in tune with what God is doing. And so we are b- believing um, for personal breakthrough, but we're also believing for corporate big breakthrough. As a, as a family of believers, we are believing for breakthrough. And so this fast, this sort of like prayer month is 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 what we're focusing on so we can see this breakthrough that we want to see happen. We want all that God has for us. Amen. Amen. I don't know I don't know about you but it's like yesterday when I said I was in the Beatles it was like God I want all that you have for me. I don't want to miss out on anything. I don't want to I don't want to two years down the road go oh I wish I had just pushed in a little harder. Like I just I want to be a person that is just pursuing God with everything that I have. And so today what I, I hope to do um, is sort of prime the pump. I think in the next few weeks, as I said, you know, Tyler's going to be here next week and we're going to be, we're going to be sharing about breakthrough. And, uh, but this week I thought I would just sort of prime the pump and kind of get us excited for the stuff that God has for us. And so this morning there are, there, there are many passages in the scriptures that talk about um, breakthrough and contending for breakthrough. Um, and so I'm going to touch on a few of them, uh, and then I'm going to focus on another one. So bear with me. I hope uh, I hope I haven't prepared too many things, but it should be all right. I think. Um, so Jesus in Matthew seven seven um, said this. He said, "Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds." And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. In this passage, we see that contending is not a do it once and then see what happens. That's, that's not what it's about. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a don't give up. It's a keep going word from God. That's what this passage is talking about. It's about don't give up. It's about keep going. I know in my faith, in my, in, in my journey, there's been moments where I've wanted to give up. There's been moments where I've wanted to throw in the towel. There's been moments where I've said, I've just had enough. But this passage speaks to just saying, no, don't give up, but keep going. Keep trusting God. And I believe that's what he calls us to do every day, to wake up and say, I trust you today, God. I believe that you have something for me today. I believe you have something for this church today. This, this asking that this passage talks about is, is it implies a consciousness of need and the belief that God hears our prayers. I love that it's this, I need you, and it's this, this consciousness of that. And it's this whole idea that God hears our prayers. Again, I'm so thankful for that. There's been moments where I've been praying and all I think is hit, it's hitting the ceiling. But God hears our prayers. Seeking part of it is it implies this earnest petitioning along with obedience to God's will. 
this earnestness of just like, just really believing, believing for this breakthrough, believing for what God has, and just trusting his word, being obedient to his word. And this whole knocking implies perseverance in coming to God even when he does not respond quickly. You know, I've seen it so many times. I think it gets harder as we become uh, more mature in our faith in God. You know, new believers, it's like they, they pray and something happens. I think Tyler even talked about this recently. New believers, it's like they pray and something happens and it's just like incredible. And as you, and as you grow in your faith, it's like sometimes we pray and things don't happen right away. And sometimes that's really frustrating. Sometimes that's really challenging. Lord, why is it happening with them so quickly and not with me so quickly? And I've discovered more and more that with a new believer, it's like God is wanting to reveal himself to, to them. He wants them to begin to see who he is. And, and so, and, and for, for us, it's like by the time we're, you know, 5, 10, 15 years into our journey with God, we should at that point have moved past this where God needs to prove himself to us. And we should be in that place where we know his nature. We know his goodness. We know his faithfulness. We know that even though it's not happening right this moment, we know that that is going to happen because he is faithful, because we know his nature, right? I know my dad. I know he is one that doesn't want to withhold from me. I know because of I've journeyed with him for all these years that all these years that my earthly father wants to give me good gifts. He wants to do good things in my life. I know that about him because I know his nature. He doesn't have to prove it to me anymore because I just know that at some point he will he will do what he wants to do in my life. And so there's this whole idea of God's nature of just how he wants to do things in our lives. And so we are to be people that, that, that persevere, even though sometimes things aren't happening as quickly as we would like them to happen. You know, if I'm completely honest with you, which I always try to do, um, is, is this area of contending for breakthrough is really challenging. It's really challenging because because I've seen in, so, in, in some areas it happens, and in other areas it's not happened yet. And I know, like, even in, in you know, when we moved to, to England in September, or August, or I guess it was, it was September, when, when Eden started having, my daughter had, a, had two seizures, and we just really began to, to pray for breakthrough in this area. We were just not content with, okay, well, this might just be the way it is. We began to contend for breakthrough. We began to contend for healing. And God restored 100%. The, the testimony that Eden has now as a young, as a young girl is powerful. And it's something that we're able to always be reminding her of when she's challenged with different things at school or whatever it might be. It's like so beautiful what God did in that, in that situation. But then there's other situations where my dad has had a, a challenge with something in his life for over, like, probably since he was about 21, just a health issue. And he has been to the front a bazillion times. He's been prayed for. He's everything you can think of that you can possibly do that, that, that the word speaks about. It's like he's done and it just hasn't seemed to be, there just hasn't been that breakthrough that he's been looking for. And I think of, you know, even my family, like there's some people in my family, people in Kyla's family, 
people in your family that don't know the Lord yet, and you've been contending and believing that, that God would break through in their lives and he would reveal them himself to them, and it just hasn't happened yet. Right? There's these, there's these things. And I know, I know for a fact that there's many of you in this room that, that are in that same boat where you're contending and believing for something and something, it just hasn't happened yet. And it's like, why is it not happening? Why is it happened for so and so? And why isn't it not happening for me? These are the, these are the questions I even said to Kyla last night. I don't know if we'll ever fully know the answers to these things. And I think if I was to try and stand up here and say, this is why, and this is why, and this is why, and this is why. It's, it, w- it just would not help us in any way. It just, it just doesn't. We don't have the answers for everything. That's, that's what makes God God and us humans. We don't know it all. And it's meant to be that way. And so for me, even though I have seen breakthrough, and in other situations I haven't, I have decided in my heart that I will rejoice when breakthrough happens and I will keep contending when I haven't seen the results I haven't seen that I want to see. Because that's what it boils down to, right? It's either, it's either you become bitter and angry and mad, right? Or you say, God, I'm still believing because I know your nature and I know you're faithful. It's like there's these two choices that we are always faced with. It's one or the other. And we have to, and I would encourage us to choose this, I'm going to believe for the breakthrough in my life or in somebody else's life. The other reason why I believe this is that in the act of contending, I believe there's more going on than actually what we think or what we um, hope for, I guess. I guess what we think and what we understand. There's more going on in that moment of contending for breakthrough. In Proverbs 21, 31, it, uh, it says this, the horse is ready, sorry, the horse is made ready for the day of battle, but victory rests with the Lord. So I've, I've read this many, many times. And, and in the past, as I, as I've, I've kind of looked at it as, okay, I do my part and God does his part. It's like this 50-50 agreement, okay? And I guess there's an element to that, right? Where we are, God talks about contending and he talks about fasting and he talks about believing for breakthrough and, and being a part of that, right? But ultimately, in this passage of scripture, and I think most of us understand this whole idea, is that victory rests with the Lord. So what if the horse, right? The horse, whatever that is, Okay, because most of us don't have horses today. So what if the horse is ready for battle and then God says, I don't need the horse, I have another plan. Right? My point is, it's, it's not so much about what we do for God, but who we are becoming. That's always the point in what he's doing in our lives. It's not so much about what we're doing for him, but about who we're becoming. Are we, and you guys have heard this a million times, it's about us being developed into the image of Christ. Us becoming more like Christ today or tomorrow than we are today. That's what it's about. It's about, it's about being Christ and looking like Christ and imitating Christ. It's, a less, it's less about the outcome and more about the process that we're in. 
less about the outcome and more about the process. Contending for breakthrough is about obedience to the word of God, full stop. It's about obeying what God calls us to do. It's about being all in for the kingdom of God. And part of that is just is contending for what he has for us and being obedient to that. Full stop. That's, that's what it's all about. In Genesis 32, we read about um, Jacob wrestling with what was perhaps, or the, it says a man, and, and so there's different um, interpretations there, but maybe perhaps an angel of the Lord. And I'm not sure what, what it exactly looked like, um, but we do know that Jacob was not giving up. He did not give up. And when this angel of the Lord, he knew he couldn't overpower him. It's like he almost cheated, right? Oh, I'm going to lose here, so I better like cheat. And what does he do? He kind of like messes up his hip, right? And um, yeah, the word says that he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched. The angel of the Lord said, let me go. Right? That's what he was saying. And then Jacob says, I will not let you go unless you bless me. That's, that was the word of the Lord. And so we don't, we don't have time to, to go into the, into the depths of this particular passage. But what we see is, is an individual that said, I will do whatever it takes. That's what contending for breakthrough is all about. It's being a people that are willing to do whatever it takes, whatever God says, that we would just say, yeah, I'm going for it. I'm going to do what he says is best. The cool thing about this is this very act of Jacob is that it promoted him to be the father of Israel. No longer was he known as Jacob, but he was known now as Israel, right? And, and what... What he did that day was, was not for his own benefit. It wasn't, it wasn't for his own benefit, but for the benefit of the people. The benefit of the people. He gained this father status because he was not looking out for his own interests, but the interests of others. And I have found in my own life, I, I believe that, that we contend for breakthrough in our, our, our lives, but I think we need to look past that. And we need to start as a body, as a family of God, say, you know what? I may not even have anything to contend for right now for breakthrough, but I know there's other people in this church that do. So I'm going to look, I'm not going to look at my own interests, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sacrifice for somebody else. I'm going to do this for somebody else. I'm going to step up to this 21-day fast, or I'm going to do what, what I'm able to do, not for me, but for somebody else. And I believe there's something powerful when you switch that switch. You go, instead of I'm going to do it for myself, I'm going to do it for somebody else. And I bet you, if you're doing it for somebody else, I bet you somebody else is doing it for you. And I think there's something powerful there that we need to hang on to. Jacob, he, he, he didn't do that for himself. He did it for a nation. He did it for a group of people. He knew that what, this act of, of wrestling was gonna, was gonna change something for a nation, for a group of people, not just for himself. And I think as a church, when we, when we, when we adopt that whole idea that we're doing this for, for others, that we're doing this for this church, we're doing this for this region, we're doing this for this community, something changes in the heavenlies when we, when we take that approach, that approach that is, that is selfless.
Victory always rests with the Lord, but he is also looking for Jacobs who will step into the gap, right? It's like he still, he still, as I said a few moments ago, he still made himself available. He still stepped in and said, I'm going to do this for this nation. He knew that the victory rested with the Lord and the Lord really reminded him of that. As you move forward in the things that I'm doing, remember, you need me. Remember, you can't do this on your own. Every time you're doing that little limp, remember. Remember that, that you are incapable of moving forward and doing the things that I have called you to do. Because victory always rests with me. Always, always, always. So now, as we've kind of done some, a few passages, I would get you guys to turn to Mark 5. And I won't read the entire passage. But we're going to be reading from Mark 5, 1 to 20. And and the context here, basically, just before this, I guess, the end of chapter 4... Jesus and the disciples, and there's, there's many individuals that are together, and they're on one side of this lake, and they get into a boat, and they, and Jesus says, we're gonna go to the other side. And on the way to the other side, there's a storm. And during the storm, Jesus is, found himself a comfortable spot to sleep, and the disciples start freaking out. And, and so they wake up Jesus, and Jesus wakes up and he um, basically rebukes the wind and he rebukes the waves and everything is calm. Now, I'm thinking if the disciples didn't have Jesus in the boat or, or even if, if, uh, if they didn't wake him, I, like, I'm thinking they probably would have just said, this is like too much, let's turn around and let's head back. I mean, I don't know where they were in the, in, in the journey, but sometimes I think if I was that disciple and it, things were going crazy, I would probably turn around and go back. And you know, breakthrough, I think, is, is like that sometimes in our lives. It's like breakthrough is not easy, and we're going we're gonna to get to that in a few moments. But it's like it's challenging, and sometimes we may say, okay, we're going to go for it. And then as it gets challenging, we're like, ah, uh, I'm going to turn back. But Jesus, Jesus had an agenda, and the agenda was to get to the other side. Because he knew that he needed to get to the other side because somebody's breakthrough was going to happen. So he, he had this agenda. He had this, this purpose. This is what he was believing for. And he was, nothing was going to get in his way. So they get to the other side of the lake. And what happens almost immediately is this man that was demon possessed runs to Jesus. He runs to Jesus and, and he begins to basically talk about how or let's I'll just go there for a second he runs to Jesus oh yeah and fell on his knees in front of him he shouted at the top of his voice what do you want with me Jesus son of the most high God In God's name, don't torture me. For Jesus had said to him, come out of this man, you impure spirit. So that's the first thing that happens, 
is that he runs to Jesus and he falls to his knees. And then basically, these, these, uh, there's, there's a bunch of pigs in the area. And so, and so these, these demons that come out of this man, they, they end up going into these, or Jesus commands the demons to go into these pigs. And these pigs end up running off this huge herd, end up running off, and they go off this, kind of down the steep embankment into this lake, and they drowned. Right? And then after that, the people that were tending the pigs and stuff, they go and get the owners. And the owners show up, and they see this man that was, that was demon possessed. They see him in this, in their right mind, or see him in his right mind. And all of a sudden, they're now afraid. Right? That's what the scripture tells us. And then, once they hear the story, they want Jesus to leave. They're like, get out of here. And then just before Jesus leaves, the guy that was, was now healed wants to go with Jesus, and Jesus says, no, stay. Right? That's basically what happens in that story. And this story is a really unusual account. Right? I mean, today, if you've never heard that story before, you're thinking, what on earth is going on? Right? I mean, this is a, this is a strange, strange story. Um, and I'm not going to go you know, into all the details, but a few things stick out to me. First of all, the demons begged Jesus to send them among the pigs, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and are drowned. So that's, that's just unusual. That's just, just a very different situation, something I've never seen before. Have anybody else seen anything like that before? No, okay. Then the other thing that's interesting is when the owners of the pigs see the man who had been possessed by the, the demons sitting there dressed and in his right mind, they are afraid. It's like, they weren't afraid of him before, but now, now that he's in his right mind, they are, they're afraid. Like, that's, that's very unusual. Right? That is very, very interesting. And then this man that has really wreaked havoc in this community for a significant amount of time, and Jesus comes and changes things, they now want Jesus to leave. So he brings change, this, this, this amazing change, but they want him to leave. And so there's many angles, and I'm sure some of you in this room have, have maybe shared on this passage, but there's many angles to this account. But, but what really sticks out to me is this element of breakthrough in this story. So the first thing I want us to, to look at is breakthrough happens in the solitary place. Breakthrough happens in the solitary place. Verse three and verse, verse three to verse six says this. This man lived in the tombs and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. For he had often been chained hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and all the hills, he would cry out and cut himself with the stones. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. I believe that 
the breakthrough for this man did not happen in that moment. I, I believe that the breakthrough happened for this man in prayer. The scripture tells us in Mark 1.35, so just a few passages back. It says, very early in the morning, Jesus went to a solitary place where he prayed. And, and we read throughout scripture many, many moments, many times, where Jesus leaves the crowds and he scoots off to be with the Father where he prays. Right? He does that all the time. He speaks about, I will, I won't do, um, I only do what the Father is doing. And it's like, this man ran to Jesus. And I really believe it's because the breakthrough happened not, not in that moment, but prior to that moment. Jesus understood that breakthrough happens in private and then it manifests itself in public. This, this 21 day fast is about taking time where we will, where we will just it's like as a corporate body, we would take time to pray. And as individuals, maybe just at home, we would take time to pray. And I believe that the breakthrough in our lives happens in those times when we're praying. I believe that's when it really takes place. And then when we step out and we begin to speak to our neighbor, when we step out and begin to speak to our friend, when we step out and begin to speak to our family member, when we step out and begin to speak about healing for someone, when we step, that's when the healing manifests itself. But it took place in that prayer closet. It took place in that solitary place. Jesus modeled that for us all the time. He, he definitely spoke the word, but I really believe it took place in those moments of prayer beforehand. Zechariah 4.6 says, not by, my, uh, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. And so there's power through our spoken word. When we come up to somebody and we pray for healing, when we come up to somebody and speak, speak something into their lives that's, 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 that's positive, that's a, of God, that's, that is something that is contrary to what they believe, there's power on our words. And I believe that that is important. But it says here, um, the battle is not won through our own strength and ability, but through the Spirit of God. That's where the battle is won. Not by might, nor by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. It's, it's those times when we're in the prayer closet, when we're contending and believing, when we're in that weak moment. When I was walking in the Beadlands the other day, or yesterday, and praying and just trusting God, it's those moments of weakness where I'm like, God, I believe that through this moment of weakness, through me coming to you again and saying, I can't do it, when I step out into the, into the eye of the public where people are at and begin to pray for people and begin to, to, to believe for what you want to do in people's lives, that's when this breakthrough is going to begin to happen. But it's going to start here. It's going to start me seeking you and taking time to pray for these situations. And, and can I just, again, be honest? Am I, like, I have not got this figured out. Like, there's moments where I'm like, I, need, I know that I need to pray more. I know that I need to contend more in that prayer closet. I know that, I know that, I know that. And sometimes, and even, even, even now, it's like, it's like I'm convicted because it's like you're sharing this, but maybe you're living this. And it's like, I really believe that it's in those moments when if we would just up that prayer level in our lives, we would see greater things on this front. 
And I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to myself very, very clearly in this moment as well. We don't struggle against flesh and blood, but against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil, Ephesians 6 tells us. So I'm not saying everything we are contending for is a spiritual battle, but I do believe we need to be reminded that the enemy wants to do whatever it takes to steal our breakthrough. He wants to do whatever it takes to steal our breakthrough. He wants to stop you and he wants to stop the church. Jesus made it look easy, but I think it's because he took that time in the prayer closet. But it's also what's really great because I, I don't necessarily mean it's going to be easy, but Jesus said, anyone who has faith in me will not only do what I've been doing, but you will do even greater things. And I still, I still haven't experienced that personally in my life, but I am contending for that. I'm believing for that. I want to see that in our church, where we begin to see even greater things than what we read in the scriptures. So that's the first thing, is that I believe that Contending for breakthrough happens in the solitary place. The second thing is breakthrough can be costly. Verse 16 and 17, it says this. Those who have seen it told the people what had happened to the demon-possessed man and told about the pigs as well. Then the people began to plead with Jesus to leave their region. I'm not suggesting that, that hard times will come to you as you contend for breakthrough. When you wrestle with God, I don't believe he wants to necessarily mess up your hip or whatever it might be. But I do believe that contending can be uncomfortable. And, and, and I, I don't often like to say this, but, but often as Christians, we want good outcomes. We want positive results. We want the path of least resistance without being willing to give something up, sacrifice a little bit more. Or go without for a bit. Would you agree? And it's, this is not to be, this is not to be a heavy, but it's just the reality, I think. We sometimes want, we want the blessing, but we want it to come easy. We want the breakthrough, but we don't want to put the work into it. Right? But you know, I believe that God's calling us to dig deep. And you know, King David in 2 Samuel 24, he said, I will not sacrifice to the Lord my God burnt offerings that cost me nothing. It's like he, he knew that. He's like, I wanna, I'm, I'm not willing to do that. I'm, I'm going to put in that work. I'm going to do what I've got to do. I'm going to do my part. But I know that, it, that truly the victory rests with you. There's something rewarding, I believe, when we deny ourselves and willingly welcome whatever it takes to see breakthrough. You know, when, when Kyle and I were contending for, for Eden, and, and I know some of you were as well, and many of our friends back in Canada were contending, it's like there was something rewarding. When, when, we, when we just were contending and trusting God, there was something rewarding when, when God brought the victory that we were really hoping for. And I'm not talking about works, but I'm talking about contending. Jesus said, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth. But store up yourselves treasures in heaven. And then the key verse here is, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You know, it's another, such a familiar passage that we all, most of us know. But it's such a, an incredible reminder for us. Where, you know, where is our hearts? 
And, and you know, as, as, as disciples of Christ, I believe that we need to be in that place where our heart is completely postured towards God. That He is our complete focus. That nothing comes before God. That nothing replaces God. That it's all about what He has for us. I believe that breakthrough can be costly, but I believe it's so incredibly worth it. And this is the last thing I'm going to say. Uh, it'll be another five minutes, though. So. Breakthrough makes way for testimony. Breakthrough makes way for testimony. In verse 18 to 20, it says this. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. Jesus did not let him, but said, Go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So the man went away and began to tell in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him. And all the people were amazed. So all the people were amazed. See, it doesn't, it doesn't actually end here. If you flip over a couple of chapters, in the Mark 7, we read that Jesus, Jesus has now left that region, but now he's returned back to the region in chapter 7, where he had healed this demon-possessed man. And there's now other people that are bringing a deaf man to him. And then he is healed. It's interesting because when Jesus first shows up on the scene, the demon-possessed man comes running to him, and it's like he's completely on his own. But this time, when Jesus returns back to the region, now people are actually bringing people to Jesus to heal them. Right? So, and then, and then just after this in Mark 8, we see that there's a crowd of 4,000, the feeding of the 4,000, gathered around Jesus to listen. Right? That's, that's all of a sudden what's taking place in this, in this story. I believe that what happened was Jesus said to that man, you need to stay. And then he began to speak about the breakthrough that happened in his life. He began to share with others what God can do in their lives. And now all of a sudden, when Jesus returns, they're really keen on what Jesus is all about. No longer are they saying, get out of here. But they're welcoming him because they know that they can, they too can receive breakthrough that they need in their lives. So this man, this one man, his story changed the whole region. And so there is power in our testimony. There is power when we receive breakthrough in our lives and we begin to speak about what, what God has done in our lives. It brings change, not just to those around us, but it brings change to a whole region. All of a sudden, this place that had no Christ followers now has many Christ followers. They're keen to hear what Jesus wants to do in their lives. So it didn't just, you know, Jesus had this agenda. Jesus had this, this I gotta go. I've gotta, I've gotta go to this region. I've gotta, I've gotta heal this man. He's gotta remain. 
And then he's going to begin to speak about the breakthrough that took place in his life so that others can experience this breakthrough as well. I think each of us has our stories. We have our stories and our stories matter. Our, the, some of us have experienced breakthrough. You know, even Julie, I mean, it wasn't so much as a breakthrough last Sunday, but it was just like all of a sudden it just happened. You knew that God had touched your life. And, you know, but sometimes it requires this contending, this breakthrough. And I believe that in that, when we begin to share that with other people, breakthrough begins to take place in others, other people's lives as well. I'm believing that, that this church is going to be transformed. I'm believing that this region can be transformed. Because why not? You know, like, Jesus did it then. I believe he can do it now. And I believe he wants to do it now. And, and, and I just... I just believe that we need to be contending for those things, believing that there's going to be incredible breakthrough in our own lives, but then also incredible breakthrough in the lives of others. And I'm excited to see what God's going to do through it. Here's a prayer card. And uh, you were not handed one of these this morning, but, uh, and that was on purpose, You, um, when you leave today, just out by the door as you're heading out, there's these prayer cards and there's a box. And um, what we're, we're obviously, as I've been sharing already, we've been, we're, we're, we're contending for breakthrough in our lives, in this region, in this area, in our church. And so you obviously do not have to um, fill one of these out, but we're encouraging you, if you have an area that you know that you're just believing for breakthrough in your life, in somebody else's life, we'd ask you to take one of these and even fill it out quickly now and put it in the box before you leave. Or take it home and begin to just pray about the things that, that you know need breakthrough in. And then bring it back next Sunday and put it in the box. At the very bottom, there's a little, a little box as well that says, um, please take this box if you wish for this request to remain private and not shared with our church family. As leadership, we are going to be praying, praying over these things. We're also going to be taking time as a corporate body to come together and take time to pray. We'll probably be sending out like emails of different things that you can be praying for at home because maybe you can't come to a corporate gathering where we're going to be praying. But we really encourage you to take time to to fill out um, the areas of breakthrough that you need in your life or other people's lives so that we can see that breakthrough that we want to see in and through this church and, and beyond. Amen? Amen? Amen. Well, let's stand together. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast at Centre Church. One church passionately loving God and people in Burgess Hill and Brighton. To get the latest news or for any other information, check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk.